until you can code yourself into a bot, we'll still need Alan. Uh, but we may not need all those functional button-clicking testers. Uh, Welcome to AB Testing Podcast, your modern testing podcast. Your hosts, Alan and Brent, will be here to guide you through topics on testing, leadership, agile, and anything else that comes to mind. Now, on with the show. And we're back with Jason. Uh, we're finishing up our talk from last week. Let's listen in and take off where we left off. But, but, so back to the, the, specifically the title thing, which I think is what the revulsion comes from and the, the cathartic. Go ahead. Brent, stop playing so with your desk. I walk. I thought you told him that already. We know testing was a dirty word and quality was a dirty word. And this debate's been going back like in 2010, right? But I'm telling you, I walked into the Google search building and guess what the titles of the engineers were? Search quality engineers. Now, yeah, now, but that wait, was, you see, you just but hold on. That's just, 15 years ago. My, uh, it was, it was right. It, it won't be. I'm wrong, but we'll see. Uh, I think, I think I'm right. Uh, well, that, I want to, I want to, I mean, you, you don't want the, I don't think you're reasoning through it. I think you want the answer to not be that. No, and no, no, no. Backwards. I'm reasoning. <laughs> I'm, so will my role ev- uh, entail the evaluation of quality? The answer is, that's not even what I'm saying. The answer is yes. I'm going the full on title. If you grep for the that, string quality, lowercase, uh, the input string, lowercase, the, the grep match, um, it, it will, it will return true. There will be. Oh, quality in, okay. your, in your title. Even I, I'm going so, that far. I, I want to bring up something I've brought up before. Because can I say one more thing on real quick? Quality is the one thing that this stuff can't do. And when, when you can do quality, you, once the machines can actually fully do quality, you don't need humans because the machines can generate infinite variations of the software. If it self-evals, Who's in the loop? There may not need to be anybody in the loop. So quality folks. Doesn't the, last the human still need to define what quality is? Not necessarily. Or is quality back, just back a set of definable heuristics? Back to telemetry. Here's, yeah. a, here's a cool thought experiment. Super quick. You take uh, Facebook's app, right? And you just give the code to an AI with a large context window. Just hand wave for a quick second. Or it could be per feature, like we talked about flighting different, or A-B flighting and stuff like that. It's pretty relevant. Um, but A-B flighting. So... But if you let the machine just permute that code over and over and over and over and over again with, with Copilot, right, create different variations um, and deploy them and flight them. So you have a thousand flights in production, right? They're like less than 1% experiments. The Facebook app can evolve on its own functionally, user interface, uh, like all, in, in all sorts of ways that, that the code can be permuted. And then that's functional and that's product. So... You can think I'm way out there, but I think this is... No. Oh, you don't? No, I, I don't think you oh, are no. at all. But then what you need to do, the lever you need to pull is, do you optimize that auto-generation and feature growth on user satisfaction or on company profit? So a lot of people will do what you were saying earlier, and I totally agree, which is they'll, there is this criticism, it's semi-valid, that you optimize for monetization or you optimize for engagement or something. Those are pretty easy to optimize based on telemetry. Guess what breakthroughs happen? Breakthrough happens with Insta- Instagram, where they just they they load the image like super quick, like make it look like it was posted before it was, <laughs> right? That was kind of the magic user experiences of Instagram versus in the, the Facebook day. Well, could a machine do that? I, I think so. Um, and but that's where it comes back. At the end of the day, 
those leap in until AI may be able to start to figure those kind of things out. But until then, it's Alan <laughs> or a Brent saying, hey, the telemetry says this, the AI wants to optimize this, but guess what? Nah, it's not quite there yet. Like the, the GPT was missing some elements of, of Alan's thinking and, 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 and wisdom, right? It's because you need Alan to look at that and go, nah, that's not quite right. It's not quite that because Alan, then Alan's going to adjust that measure and definition of, of what quality is. And that's going to be the most important job on the team because the engineers are kind of fungible, PMs kind of fungible, but it's ultimately going to be a quality measurement that um, that dictates the evolution of that of that application. So I'm continually tweaking the Allen bot. Mm-hmm. So let me talk about let me talk about this path to quality. Mm-hmm. Last week, Brian Finster, two weeks ago, Brian Finster was on, and he, and and I fully agree with him. Like the best way to uncover your quality bottlenecks and issues in your system is just trying to do continuous delivery because all the things that pop up are things you need to improve to, to get to, to get to quality in production. So that part's true. And then that made me remember that, you know, working in platforms for the last eight plus years that when I really got into it, started building dev tools and dev productivity tools and platforms, I realized that I had more control over quality, more influence over quality, more ability to improve quality in that role than I ever did as a tester. I stood up in my car when I heard that, by the way. But yeah, exactly. So let me combine those with the Allen bot and the desire for me to automate my job via AI if needed. Mm -hmm. And it could be, and again, I'm not going to get stuck on the title right now, but if we're able, if my job is to use, and I've, we've, we've talked and you actually blogged about this after I brought it up on a podcast a while back about the ability to, to use AI to simulate a CEO, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> very interesting. I can, if there's an Allen bot that's pretty close and my job is just to tweak it to make all the systems around me work in the pursuit of quality, you know, I guess I don't care what you call me because I'm having a big influence, but there's a lot of levers and things to put together. But honestly, I think our systems are kind of capable of doing it. So kind of scary, kind of exciting to see how this new future unfolds. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And it's, but I think it's directionally correct. The timeline timing, we don't know. Um, but also we need the Allens to define those bots to encode your knowledge and experience into a computable form. Right. Um, yeah. And and even today, like chat GPT, it's malleable. You can, like I use it all the time. I mentioned on this podcast mm-hmm. a gazillion times. I use it daily as a collaboration partner. Hey, I'm thinking about this. I'm phrasing it this way. What do you think? It'll say, great. You've encompassed this and this. You might want to bring up this. And I think, hey, good idea. Mm-hmm. Or and I'll, I'll take stuff it gives me like this. How would I test G- an LLM? And I will tweak it on my own and feed it back to it and said, I've made some adjustments based on how I'd how I would approach this. What do you think? And it'll, it'll take that in there. So I think if we can generate that, that feedback loop of learning and keep and get it even better at taking that feedback, because sometimes it's really bad at taking that feedback and adjusting. Yeah. And that's why I think but there if, still needs but to if be that a human improves, there, And that's since we yeah. chatted last two, I, I built a, uh, also it was, it was actually sad. I heard um, there was some chatter on social media. I like LinkedIn or something. People were saying like, actually, where is social media? Where did it go? Cause I left Twitter and where is social media these days? I don't it's, really do anything. Anyway, go on. It's, it's, it's LinkedIn is all I have, which is a horrible social media platform. Yeah. There's only weirdos on there. Um, and as people or, and people who got laid off of the jobs, which I feel horrible for. Yeah. Get a lot of in, inbox on that. 
But but here's the thing. I think that uh, is that – so I built this – so I felt bad because people were going, hey, there's all this AI is being applied to, to test automation, right? Um, but how come no one's building something for the human? And so I, I worked on a thing. I called it uh, co-test pilot. I can't believe the URL was available. Microsoft may try to buy it, I guess. But um, it's called co-test pilot. And uh, it's an extension you install in the browser. And what it does is it it just kind of takes the context of the page, throws it through some prompts, and and then gives you the output. But kind of back to what you're saying is, one is there can be different personas. There could be an Allen bot. I haven't written Allen bot, but there could be an Allen bot in there. But it can look at the page with Allen's context, and there's like 20 different ones you can pick, and you can get an opinion from it. So there's one that's like as an edge bot, like edge test cases bot. And what it will do is it'll come up with edge test cases. And the, if it's right 60, 70% of the time, that's kind of useful, kind of interesting to help a, a manual tester, um, but help them think through it, like ideate, like you were talking about with that CEO bot and other things, but help ideate um, and suggest different kind of test cases that it can perform, that the human should perform and make them think about it. Um, but there's also a little tiny text box. And I think it's significant, which is you, the, the, the tester can type into that little text box and say, um, uh, you know, ignore, you know, ignore HRFs and really focus on usability, for example. Um, and then when you reload the extension, you click it again, it will take that bias. Now, bias could be the, the Allen bias. It could be, um, you know, Brent's bias um, or that's, that relates to the business. But I think that's the model that in the near future that testers will interact with AI is that the AI will suggest things and then they can tweak and modify it um, and and present hints, prompt-like hints, to modify its behavior to behave more like they specifically want it to behave. Um, but they'll get ideas and stuff from, from AI and they'll be interacting with it. And do they can do it today. But Let me, let me ask you a question then before Brand yeah. takes us on a total tangent with, with the yet unpublished A-B testing episode. Um, let's say we get a dozen, 25, air quote, expert testers mm-hmm. working in, you know, expert expert tester bot.com and we make sure the bots are available whether it's one or multiple to do all this stuff why do we need testers then why do why can't just developers building code run these bots and use the bots to help them test their code completely can't we just put can't we just switch the industry that way and have 20 30 40 people sort of deciding how testing works across the industry and get get it pretty close certainly certainly it would be better than it with the good bots. It would be better than it is today as a whole across the industry. So it's crazy. Yeah, we're totally aligned. I I, I did a talk at PNSQC last year, I guess, but it's called I called it uh, Testers AI, and I tried to get like um, you know people I knew that were also cool with their image being destroyed. Um, but like yeah, I created like a Tariq King bot. Right. I created like um, these different, I even created, by the way, <laughs> for fun, there's absolutely a hundred percent a Bolton in my block bot, to be clear, um, already implemented. And so not all that useful. So they're not in by default, but they're in there. Um, and, uh, but, but really, yeah, I think there should be these experts. What I found though, was this, when I started trying to implement some of those um, is that uh, when you think about it, um, the experts really only good at the edge cases, like like what Brent was doing a second ago, right? Like he talks to the Allen bot and the Allen bot's like, say 60% kind of directionally correct, right? Um, but guess what? Those are high level specific edge case things. And for the most part, that answer is useful 
what would what the delta between the bot and what the Allen bot would say, that professional super expert delta is usually on the fringes, right? Or some very meta kind of topic, very probably effective and important. But when you're doing like like 90% of the testing that gets done and needs to get done, doesn't need the Allen bot or the Tariq bot. And so literally I just renamed the bots <laughs> to, I'm um, like, the, now it's the API testing bot. It's not the Tariq bot. Um, just to remove that extra complexity and drama. And you can mm-hmm. still do far more testing than the average API tester would do with a, with a little bot. So, so, and part of the problem is because humans, this is interesting. I thought I had this little scheme. If you know, spare with me. You'd like this. I had this little scheme where I thought, hey, you know, you create the Allen bot, the Tariq bot, and then uh, you pay them a spiff. So every time they execute a test case somewhere, they get a penny, right? And maybe you throw in the blockchain, I don't know. But like you record it somewhere that's very authoritative and trusted. Um, that this test was that this test was influenced by Tariq's bot, and he should get some credit and, and pay out for it. Um, but and then that would also encourage maybe them to either promote it commercially or, but also help work on the bot, right? To sit down and work with me on on defining that bot. So I think I think that is kind of where things will go. I think in the near term, though, in terms of transition, people that's too much complexity for people is what I found. They like, what does a Tariq bot do? Like, and there's Tariq's opinion about it, and like, you know, is that the right headshot? Because he's got a very large forehead, it's shiny sometimes, and he really wants to make sure that it's the right angle. He you notice he always like does this little angle with his head. So want to make sure the bot um, image and profile picture matches what he wants. And so it gets complicated. There's a couple of people like, like, oh, I'm going to make a ton of money, right? I'm like, ah, it's just experiment, man. I don't know. Uh, and But it gets it makes things complicated. So I think, well, directionally, you're right. I just think in the interim, there's going to be, it's going to be a little simpler as all. Well. Yeah. I just think that something else I bring up on LinkedIn quite a bit is, People say developers can't test, and I say I've <laughs> kind of taught hundreds of them to do do well yeah. at it, and some are actually better than some of, than most of the testers I know. And so, if if you can bot botify my coaching, because it's it's not like I'm some genius teacher guru, I just ask people to think about things from a different perspective and give them, and just kind of push them in a direction that's botifiable. Hundred percent, and and full full exactly. So in full, the fullness of I try to avoid this, but like, but that's what I'm doing at Jackie.ai is I told you a little bit last week and we didn't do it, talk about it much, but like, that's what I'm doing is I'm just having the bots look at the page, figure out what to test, generate the tests, execute the tests, analyze the results <laughs> and give you a report. And then that can go to the developer. I'm just not, mm-hmm. I just lost all my testing friends, but that can go back to the developer or the product manager. And then if they want to tweak it or there's a business context or the developer knows something about the implementation that the, the bot could figure out that's risky or, or something, um, you could say, oh, really focus on a negative, like the bot didn't do it, focus on negative dollar values on the tip field, text field entry for sure. sure. And then guess what happens? The bots go off, they do it, they take that prompted uh, advice and input and guidance and add those to the suite and then they get the results back. But what's not in that loop isn't, isn't there's no tester in that loop? I think that's plausible for most for most kind of applications, but there still needs to be the Allen bot for a long time that looks systematic across Unity and all their services, right? Uh, and says, hey, like this is a priority for all these teams. These are the like how do we compare against other similar companies? Like until that AI is ready, until you can code yourself into a bot, we'll still need Allen, uh, but we may not need all those functional button clicking testers. Uh, absolutely. So you yeah. just need, you will absolutely need something that presents the principles that are the 
guiding light that define not only the ends, but the means, right? Which is, right, in terms of like the Allen bot or the Jason bot or, or the Bach bot, those are, I don't know, I, I see LLM doing better than that, right? If we, if we, if we, if we say that ideas come from old ideas getting together, right? Alan is, mm -hmm. is nothing more than a specific collection of old ideas that are connected to, in a way that generates a set of principles mm -hmm. or a philosophy, right? Right. You have the reese ideas. You've got, right. you know, Toyota stuff. You blend them. You apply them to testing. Yep. So can we have the LLM generate? Can you guys ask it, like, what's the next cool idea Alan will have? And but, it may say never, never, he's too old. There's never been a cool example for training. Yeah, that's true also. Yeah. Damn it. Br Branch is actually typing. <laughs> <while I'm talking. laughs> he's our manual tester uh, in this case. So I will say, while Brent is typing in, because I'll, I'll be able to cut all that out later, <laughs> uh, earlier he put up on the screen, he asked the um, Jason bot, the, the expert tester bot, available if you have a chat, G chat GPT subscription thing, to generate a podcast um, script. Oh, it was interesting. Yeah. Anyway, Brent, what'd you just ask it? Uh, what's the next cool idea Alan will have? And as an AI model, I cannot predict specific future caveat, caveat, caveat. However, I could, However, I could speculate on the types of ideas that might interest Alan in his professional interest, particularly in the context of modern testing principles and his current role. Jason has uh, kept this thing up to date. Integrating, number one, integrating AI in the testing process is the... Okay, we just talked yeah. about that. That's another one. <laughs> That's creepy. That's creepy. That's creepy. Uh, right? it's it's, it's AI is listening to the podcast while we record. Right. And the rest ones, I don't know if it... Like quality advocacy beyond testing. Uh, quality? You mean the actual word quality, Alan? That's interesting. Quality <laughs> advocacy beyond testing, though, which is, I would say, Alan's been certainly doing on this podcast for a decade now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, responsible AI, the things we've talked about, enhanced user experience testing. Right. So now it's sort of, I think, regurgitating. Which is also the title of the most boring conference talk I could ever give. Enhanced user experience. But you will now. Now you have to. Now you have to do it. No, pass. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but Brent, yeah. now you're you're an LM fanboy, then, man. What is this? He is. I get accused of that. You're you're one upping me. Uh, yeah, no, Brent. Brent is like we we have. I so I think I shared this last time. So I run a team that deeply spe uh, specializes in NLP. At LLM is a part of our thing. Okay? I don't necessarily agree directionally with uh, some of the things that you say. Like I. I, I don't I don't see QA being in my title. Mostly <laughs> mostly like there is one path. There is one path where I could see QA showing up in my title, and that is if my exec listens to this podcast because my exec and just and I split the the thousand dollars with him. Yeah, right? my my exec yeah. loves torturing me, and I can see him doing that. Um, Brent's title by next week will be QA Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Jedi ninja just do it just good. do it where where I think philosophically we we like you are yes automate 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 and I'm like 
Yeah, I'm all for the removal or existing jobs, right? This is something Al and I have always been agreeing with, is is that we should be working towards automating our job. My only worry is as we rapidly go towards the singularity, can we, will we be automating ourselves out of a job at a faster rate where society can create those new jobs that are more interesting and more valuable? That part of the ethics is what worries me right now. And in terms of, in terms of is an AGI coming? Yeah, it's coming. It's shortly followed by an ASI. Does that scare the crap out of me? Yes, because I don't know who's going to be the one that, particularly the ASI, we just had a conversation around using AI for quality. And it's around, okay, who gets to decide what the metric? Is it around user experience? Is it around societal gains? Is it around profit? Right? That person that trains these AIs towards those ends is going to make the difference between utopia and, and fucking Skynet. Right. So, but, but, so I take a little, not offense at it, but like I just told you, I spent my entire December building a tool to try to help humans and augment them with AI and then they can make the decision too. Yes. I think, but I think what's going to happen, what's going to happen is this, is, is that I don't think the humans will actually pick up that technology. I think they're just going to, my worry is that the, the bots are just going to do more because the humans are worried about the AI taking over or influencing them. Um, but when it comes to that, that singularity, I don't think, uh, I don't, to be clear, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you, but I don't think it's because of that. I don't think it's going to be due to distrust. I think it's, but, but here's, I think it's going to be due yeah. to trust, over trust, intellectual laziness. People will just, oh, just do the bot, do it. I didn't want to do that crap anyway. Oh, okay. Real quick. Yeah. Then we're, we're actually in violent agreement. Um, but, but I will say I did write a set of test cases cause I'm a test nerd that um, check for, I don't know if I've talked about it, but ever actually, but, but I have a, a, a website up. I can't remember what the URL is, um, but it's uh, it tests GPT and other LLMs for dangerous modality. So I think that's a new form of testing. So I have a bunch of test cases because everyone's like worried that AI is going to take over the world, right? Or have bad, like have very dangerous biases and stuff. And everybody's worried about it. Launch thermonuclear so war. Yeah. So I, I did what a tester does and I've written, I had, I used with AI, I partnered with AI, um, but what generated like over, um, I think like three, 500 different test cases uh, that are prompts and then verifications of the prompt responses to make sure the AI is not becoming dangerous or, um, uh, or have horrible or offensive biases in it. And I run that uh, whenever there's a new version of, of AI. So, so that's another example of, I think where, Testers are even the most needed um, profession in this. As we, as you were saying, I wouldn't even dare say it, but we just approach the singularity. Someone needs, a, there needs to be a watchdog. There needs to be monitoring of these systems. Um, and it's not just how did it, did it click enough buttons or have enough boundary value, uh, you know, inputs into a search text box. It's, is this thing going to go awry? How do we test to make sure that it doesn't, um, uh, you know, start, undermining society, right? And how do, you, how do you test for that? And the funny thing is, there's this guy, uh, Eliezer, I think is his name. Uh, and he's like the one that's on all TED Talks saying AI is going to kill us and stuff. I've been peeing him in the background, I'm such a nerd, on, on the Twitter or the X, and saying, um, 
Hey, like, do you have test cases? Like, how can we test for it? Like, what would you worry about? He just hasn't responded at all. And in his talks, he says, there's no way to test for these things. But I think there are ways to test for it. So, so it's, I think we need to have tests for the tests, another layer of that on functional tests. How do we make sure that these things are correct and, and good and complete? But we also need another more meta set of tests and monitoring to make sure that the AI is not going awry, doesn't do Skynet and, and so forth. And I think that's the, the actual edge and frontier of, of testing and, and quality. Um, and, you know, it's crazy enough that it, it's concerning enough that it, it, these, these things appear in, you know, um, I, at the UN. I hear what UN's you, concerned about it. <laughs> I hear what you're saying, and actually, but I don't know. Testers will stand up. I don't think the testers will stand up. I don't. Do it. I, so but people with the title quality will. I think. I think. I think it's going to be a different set of folks that take over the the evaluation quality and testing in that case, right? I don't think it's going to be the 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 testers of the past coming back. I, I think it's a it's new not. group of people that honestly, I think my intuition on this is going to be a wacky combination of, of systems thinkers and philosophers that is going to be driving this because it's, it's not going to be about true or false anymore. It's not going to be, you got this right, you got this wrong. LLM is going to know facts way better than any human. Dang it, Brent. I hate to agree with you, yeah. but I think, I think I do. But some of those people will be former testers. I'll throw that in. Oh. But yeah, I, I hate to agree with Brent too. It's it, it's really kind of wrecks my whole weekend. I, I yeah. You, but, should, um, you guys should imagine being me. Like how torturous. Yeah. yeah. Oh God, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't stand the smell. I agree with Brent. I think it's we're talking about quality, value, fit when those things you're talking about, Jason. Not and there's a lot of test. Is going back to the LinkedIn thing I read earlier. There is a focus with a lot of the testers today on making sure it works correctly, um, that it doesn't have a recall class bug, this functional correctness, largely functional correctness, which I think AIs can solve with coaching, with bots, et cetera, and, and, and developers can do that testing. But I do think it's interest. I thought about this years and years ago, like at Microsoft in like the 99 or 2000, I thought, do we need a, like a true quality assurance role? which is about the things you're talking about. Should we make sure we've built the right thing? Should we make sure this is a, this has fit? It's kind of half product role, et cetera. That it made me think of the whole, uh, the Bolton post on testers get out of the quality assurance business. But the problem is we need somebody in the quality assurance business uh, to, to make sure that whatever we're building with LLMs or not is providing value for the customer has fit for the customer. And that feels more like a, product role or maybe what Brent said around philosophers than it does a tester role. Well, I think, I think it's actually, it, it reminds me a lot of the relevance role, like at Bing and at, um, and at Google, like as what is relevance, you have to define it and then quantify it, but it's a very nebulous thing because, you know, what is the best search result for 5 million people? When you search for Bush, the string Bush, do you want the president? Do you want the band or do you want the plant? Um, so it's a hard problem to solve, right? It's very complex. So, but but what I, if you do look at this, this is, I think, critical today in, in the AI world is the philosophers, guess what, though, I will say this, the philosophers and the um, and even the product guys, um, they really suck at being testers. So if you look at even papers, I, I did a rant post or something a couple months ago, like, because what's coming out of Stanford, when these evaluation suites for, for AI and ML are coming out, 
they're horribly executed. They're, they're tests, but they're horribly executed. Like the actual implementation, like there's, t- there's tons of false negatives and false positives in these things. Um, and it's, it's really horrendous and, and, and concerning because this is what's being used to defend humanity from AI. Um, but uh, so I think there's a, it, there needs to at least be a lot of Allens and Brents influencing those people to make sure that all the lessons we've learned over 20 years in, in basic testing is applied, but the conceptual things that are being tested are probably like more uh, relevance, more nebulous things, like, like you're saying, like fit um, and overall, you know, kind of purpose. But they're horrible testers. I, I don't, I don't disagree. Uh, I just think that they are going to be the more well-suited testers of the future, 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 future. Okay. Cause I don't actually think like, I was thinking about a problem that I have just, just this week. Right. I, I'm asking it to, to summarize an email, just, I'll just say, summarize this long email chain. Okay. And then there's some conditions. I want it to remove, uh, I, 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 I want it to honor privacy conditions. Okay. And, it consistently screws up on that, right? And it's one of the issues with, with prompt engineering that's, that's actually known is that if you give it too many instructions or even without realizing it contradictory instructions, it then kind of makes its own call and goes forward, right? And so I'm like, but if I tell it, it uh, gives me a result, and I tell it, hey, tell me what instruction of mine you just violated, right? It, it realizes it near instantly. But because I force that reevaluation, and then I'll just say, do it again. Right. And in some regards, if a if a tester's if 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 the testers of the future is just like, all right, tell me what principle you just violated, do it again. Right? That that's readily automatable. Uh, the, the, the thing it is this whole thing's the automated. Thing that's, it, it the sounds thing too that's hard. problematic. This is why I think again the the system thinker philosopher type, you know, maybe chess masters is another one. It's testing things directly. Oh, they got a fact wrong. That's, that's going to go away pretty quickly, right? It's going to be, God, it, I that's going to so. go away. It, it's going to go away pretty quickly. It, it's going to be okay. But now it's combining these random facts that we don't know because it's a black box into this, directional element, we're going to need to be able to think multiple steps ahead to, to find errors in, in its thinking. It's going to be, it's not going to be fact errors. It's going to be logic errors, right? And it's not going to be as simple as a plus B uh, equaling C when we intended to, it's going to be, no, I combined a, B, C, D, E, F, G, and the rest of the alphabet together and have come up with this, with this um, logic error. And we're just not going to be able to, to see that if we don't constrain it. So Brent has very just long-windedly said he's all prepared to train his bot. Oh, it, it, I was thinking the same thing. That, that's, all, that's, all, yeah. that's all out there. Okay. The, Brent, the Brent bot is coming. Uh, Jason, anything uh, as we near the end of time here? Uh, anything else you want? I know we know about Checky AI, which probably got cut off last time, but talk a little about that. What else should people know about you? How do they follow you? How do they avoid you? Things like that. Um, you can talk to James Bach about how to avoid me. Um, 
Yeah, I'm working. So actually, just um, yeah, on LinkedIn, I, I blog this kind of stuff and think about it and share, just to share uh, and get other conversations. I wish there was more conversation um, out there. Like I wish more people were engaging. Especially, I also really truly wish that manual testers will engage and take this opportunity to engage with AI to help them to augment yeah. them. Like I'm, I feel like I'm not trying to. I guess I'm trying to be whiny about it, but I feel like I'm. I've tried. And like, there's been like, you know, a couple hundred signups, but not thousands, right? And not super deep testing or great feedback on the thing. Uh, but this is an opportunity for people to, to for that are manual or exploratory testers, which are millions of them, um, to engage AI and see if it can help them in their job and, uh, and to power, super power, power up. But the things are moving fast. So I'd leave everybody with, again, I think we're dealing with exponential technologies. I wouldn't go as, so far as Brent is saying there's singularities coming. But uh, he's 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 crazy, uh, uh, LLM fanboy. But wait, um, wait. AI fanboy. AI. You fanboy. don't think a singularity is coming? I would never state that publicly. Okay. Which is uh, which is not an answer to my question. <laughs> it's <an> <laughs> It's just what do we do in the meantime? Right. But yeah, but I think. Uh, it's an exponential technology, which means it will be a nothing burger and kind of just a, a tease for a while. And then suddenly it's going to be boom in your face and you have to confront it. Uh, there's no avoiding this exponential technologies. So let's leave people with that. And, and by the and, time- and I'll actually I'll add this, I will probably on, on, and Brent too, even more so Brent, like on these, these predictions of the future and stuff, we, the, this, what sucks about predicting these things is that, um, is that you are wrong until you were finally right and nobody cares anymore. <laughs> so um, it's, it's kind of a, a not so good position to be in. And remember, I, if you go back on the internet, I've been talking about how AI is going to be coming for, and exponentially, and I have a chart from four years ago at some star conference, a keynote saying where I think things are going to start to be automated by AI. And guess what? We're in the middle of basic security and functionality being automated by AI. That's, we'll see if that materializes in 2024. Um, but it's, uh, and that's based on, like you said, like with Reese and stuff, that's based on just Kurzweil's predictions, which have been right on for like, oh, I don't know, 25 years or something like that. And so, um, yeah, so people should be ready and, uh, if you bury your head in the sand, it just could be a sad wake up call, but but engage, I I just encourage people to engage it, try stuff out. Cool, man. Thank you so much. Uh, Brent has been uh, showing off some things from the uh, the expert tester bot in our screen. But Brent, I'm going to encourage you to share those maybe in a channel on our Slack group, one of the three dot Slack dot com. You can go to moderntesting.org to get an invitation. I think they're kind of fun. I think they'd be fun for the community to look at as well. So we'll get those posted up. So uh, that is that's the end of our time with Jason Arvin. Tell, um, tell next time. Of, Wait, no, no. Next time we until, just until, to, next time we talk to another GPT bot. That was funny when I was in the car. I was like, "Oh, I guess that's why they didn't invite me back," because uh, you're talking with with the bot instead. <laughs> yeah, I think what happened is Zencaster listened to me complaining about it and said, "Screw <laughs> you! I'm going to make your life horrible." And it did. It did. It was horrible. So uh, that's it. This has been episode 194, and I'm Alan. I'm Brent. And I'm Jason. Thanks for geeking out. All right. We'll see you next time.